Commence. Commencement. Welcome to Shenanigans of Biscuits and Gravy. Uh, episode 102. 102. God, it's just like my last girlfriend's age. Yeah. Mine was 101. That's fantastic. I am the, uh, the, uh, uh, I'm... Yeah. Who am I? Who am I? I'm Biscuits. And the other, uh, gentleman... I am is. Gravy. Yeah, and I'm making a lot of noise pounding on my desk. My apologies, are, people. Huh? That's okay. That's okay. You're still beautiful in my eyes. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Mm. No. So, we, uh, both have topics today. It's a rarity, but it's true. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm really excited about mine. It's, uh, it's pretty short. But, uh, yeah. it's, that's <laughs> what she said. Um, very <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm excited for this one cause it's, uh, it's kind of creepy. It's disgusting, but it's epic, disgusting or epic gross. And this is, this is from that movie. This is from the movie Mandy with, uh, Nicholas Cage. Yes. Nick Cage. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he's got some. He's got some really good movies, and then he's man just got like the Wicker Man, yeah. <laughs> which I think it's a bad rap because the only part people really knock on that part is like the bees, the bees when he's just going all nuts. I I, I love that part. <laughs> but it's it if it was anybody else, it would suck. But it's Nicolas Cage, so it's actually pretty good. It's it's like watching um. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Have you ever watched like the making of? And he's just like screaming and losing his stuff, but he's got that that stuff all over him. Yeah. And it's like, man, that still that looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why yeah. is this? Oh, oh, hold on a second. I have to go plug my phone in. It's not charging. Oh well, plug your phone in. By God, yes. Let's put this on hold. We're sorry, people. He has an inability to plan out his time. There you so can't find it either. This is just like his penis. It's like when he has to pee. There was a big truck, I'm guessing. Alright, I'm back. He's back. Oh, yeah. Alright, alright. Oh, I got uh, my topic, man. Is uh, I was telling you about that biker gang. Yes. The Russian biker gang that I was looking up. The, uh, the Neuchnivolki. Mm, this yeah. Good. How, how many uh, Russian names do you have to pronounce? Too many. Okay. So, that's like, I, I did a lot of paraphrasing and shit to get myself out of it. <laughs> that's, that's one thing my creative writing class taught me in college. Was like, if, you, if you're going to end up having to read the shit aloud, you're going to learn how to write so you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly helps you write how you're thinking at the time. Yeah. I found. Like, if you try to be too wordy, the shit gets all muddled. So I, I switched some stuff around to help me. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Is that a fart? No, no, I, I dropped something, though. Oh, it sounded like you sat on bubble wrap or something. Really? Very odd. Yeah, that's what oh, it sounded like. That's kind of weird. Okay, I'm just going to put this away. Because I'm dropping it, and it's just not working. i got to charge it. Oh. <laughs> on that uh that ready man page yes yes ready man yeah they had i saw a thing today it was a Genghis khan bow mm -hmm. and it was basically an automatically reloading uh recurve bow 
What? Yes. Like, I honestly saw this, and I was like, I can definitely hurt myself with that. The arrows are loaded into, like, this metal chute yeah. that comes off the spine of the bow. And when you draw it back, it, the arrow rolls over and engages in the line, and then you zip and just let it go. And there's a slot down the middle, hmm. it looks like, of this of this thing. That, that's how it lo- looks like how it works. I couldn't see. You could only see one side of it. Yeah. So I was just trying to guesstimate how it was working. But it was... Very interesting and something I'd like to look into purchasing just to have for shits and giggles. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look. I haven't checked the group yeah. out in a uh, few days. <laughs> yeah, check it out, man. It was uh, it was quite interesting. They actually uh, did a. Uh, it was a few weeks back, I believe. They did a thing about uh, um, you know, like and this shit hits a fan scenario. What would be better, uh-huh. uh, either uh, bow or crossbow? And See, uh, they were, they were throwing the pros and cons, and yeah. one of, one of the pros for the crossbow is the fact that your darts that you're using are actually a lot shorter and easier to make than yeah. for the bow. Yeah, that that is true. If you found the right size stick, you could make two darts to where you could make maybe one arrow. Mm-hmm. And even then, uh, another thing too is you uh, if you're off on the uh, on the straightness or whatever of it when you're making your own. Um, yeah. you have a little bit better accuracy with the crossbow than you do an arrow. A little more forgiving. Yeah, it's a little more forgiving. It's, uh, because gotcha. I mean, you gotta, you got it's, it's plain that it sits on, so it's, yeah. you know, at well, least. My, so, somebody in the, on the Drinking Bros page had, had commented something a while ago that I commented on because it pissed me off. And, uh, the guy was like, if you use a crossbow, you're not a man. And that actually irked me because my dad uses a crossbow. You know, and he actually private messaged me to ask, well, does your dad have some kind of disability? It doesn't matter, man. It's just preference. Yeah, it's... it's and, uh, and giving a blanket commentary to someone like that is just being a douche. Well, I hope the guy listens and I just want to say, yeah, you're a douchebag, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it is actually for <laughs> for medical reasons. Like, my dad's arthritis is so bad, he just he can't really draw anymore. And his eyesight's gotten so bad, having a scope helps him. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, they're actually, it's, I wouldn't call them disabilities. They're just, you know, shit that happens with age and, you know, he's hunted a lot. And, but it just irks me. Like, you need some justification to use a crossbow. It's an implement you can use. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not a real man unless you go spear hunting for bear, bitch. I mean, shit, if, you, you know? if he wants to go like that, if you use a rifle, you're not a real man. Now, you if you use, you, if you, you, you have to use a high-powered rifle, not black powder. If you have to... You know, you can't get that close to your prey. You're not a hunter. Well, you know, now, you know, if you could take like a 200 year old cannon, cannonballs, and you use that, that's impressive. <laughs> I, w- I want to meet a guy who goes out with nothing but a slingshot. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that like loincloth slingshot. I was actually looking a few months back into one for fishing where they had this celebrity thing. Those look awesome. Yeah. You, even they have the they have hookups for crossbows and uh, but regular bows. I, See, I, I, I can't say regular bows because there's different kinds of bows, but between yeah, bows in general and crossbows. I thought that would be a fun thing to try, mm-hmm. but the water well, the waters I know around here just wouldn't be good for it. Mm. You know, it, the, most of them are too muddy, too murky. But I would love to try that because that just seems like it would be such a good like a good hobby. Yeah. Like, it's it's fishing season, but you still get to stab something. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I like I, that. I, I, I would like I would do it out here. Um, I, I'd have to look up again, like what areas of the island you can fish and which ones you can't. I'm surprised you don't spearfish, dude. I'm on, I'm still blown away with the fact that you don't do spearfishing. Yeah, I'm, uh, I probably should. I, I have one of those. Uh, um, I have one of those old school uh, spearfishing get setups I could use, but I just don't. If I ever fly out to the island, that's one thing I want me and you to go do. Okay. Like well, I want us to get a guide or something, and you and me go spearfishing. Yeah, we well, I mean, we don't even need a guide. I can just be like, hey, let's head over here. Well, I'd like someone who experienced who can help me not get fucking eating by a tiger shark. Okay, then that that'll work. We need someone who's a slow. <laughs> we need someone like, who's a slow swimmer. A spot like yeah, this is safe or safer. Have a slower sp- a swimmer. That's the key. Well, I'll just I'll just carry a gun and shoot you in the leg. <laughs> Shit. I'll pre-stab you before we get in, man. I'll, I'll do. I'll... <laughs> uh, oh, what was that in Gladiator? Commodus. I'll do a Commodus on you before we even get in. There's a little under the armpit. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Um... That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, I I, I really should. Um... I have to go do the hunter safety course out here because they don't allow any from the other 40, the lower 48 or Alaska. They won't accept it. So I got to go through that course here soon so I can get a uh, crossbow. What? Now, why is it different? What? Why can't you accept the ones from the other 48? Because it's how Hawaii is. They're, they're, uh, they want to make it difficult. I mean, they're, this is an anti-second uh, minute state. Yes, yes. You know, and it's just it's it's how it is. It's uh it's all about the money and tourism. That's really what it's all about. I mean well, that seems like a specific way to screw a certain type of people though. Oh yeah. Because especially with all the military rolling through there, a lot of them are hunters and stuff like that and who wouldn't like if I were back there I'd love to go on a pig hunt. Hmm. I think that would be a blast. Yeah, there's, and, uh, if you do that, you got to get with some of the locals, because they'll go out, but the thing is, they'll go out there, and they'll only, only hunt with a knife and, uh, uh, and dogs. Yeah, it's fucking crazy I, to me. I, I would actually like to do it, you know, without dogs, and, like, a bow and arrow, a crossbow, or rifle. Hey, you go to, uh, Molokai, you hook up with some of the guys out there, and you go, uh, deer hunting. See, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be a real good time. But, uh... Yeah, I I need to get off my butt. I've been I've been doing a lot of work with different things, so Well yeah, I mean but you know, you're staying busy. Yeah. You don't need to say you need to get off your butt. Like see, you think if you're not working you're not doing anything. And I think that's why the like one of your biggest hobbies is research, because it's one time like you can sit down and not like totally wreck yourself doing what you like. Yeah, I mean well shoot, I, I, I don't even start you're like I didn't even start this topic. I didn't even start it until like maybe half an hour, forty-five minutes well, before. I'm not just talking about this topic. I mean research in general about things. Oh yeah. I like to. I like to learn. I, I want to find. I like to find truth, or at least if there's no ex- positive evidence, I like to be able to disseminate between you know different viewpoints and see you know look at the clues and see what fits more than the others. That's yeah. I like that. I also like to be wrong because, you know, you don't learn um, anything unless you are. Yeah, yeah. But 
But then again, there's also stuff that I'll, I have no problem discussing. For instance, um, you know, uh, like let's say there's a conspiracy theory and some people that, you know, I, I like to keep an open mind about. Whether I believe it or not, I don't really have to believe in, you know, particular conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories but, you um. know, to think about and process what the possibility, if it is true, you know. And it's just like uh, yesterday I was talking about this QAnon on a on a group and um this guy put this little he just replied back with a little picture of some dude with some crazy aluminum hat and i'm you know i just like that there was no nothing you know i got from that other than he's just a moron yeah you know and uh it's for me and it's it's just like because one of the guys the moderators or one of the admins the guy who started everything he had brought up this whole, he likes talking about QAnon, and he's like, you know, is this a, um, is this a PSYOP? Is this true? Is this really what, he just kind of throws ideas at, what do you think, you know? Uh -huh. And Yeah, asking he, you to question what you may already believe. Yeah, he throws different questions out, and it, it, he gets you to think, and, you know, to, people will actually discuss it. So I ended up deleting a post where he did that because I tried, I replied to him, he never replied back, but I found the actual post that I wanted originally, I couldn't find. So I just deleted that new one and replied back on the old. But I mean, it's it, it's interesting, this whole QAnon thing, it's, it's um, I kind of like to look at the possibilities. Is, is it really true that they are trying to take down the deep state? Um, is it, you know, what what's, is, is it just a, you know... A huge is it a psyop is it or is is it a, some psychological just mind fuck what 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 is it really you know what I mean you know when you say the deep state now I mean you are you in this country the corporate actually run hold on or deep government hold on you're cutting out there real quick make sure my internet's yep um repeat what you said i said so now when you mean the deep state do you mean like the actual people that run this country like the powerful families that run this country or just like the shady government shit that we all know goes on oh both it, it, you oh, know, okay. with some of the shady government that has ties in with the people around the world that, you know, own multiple country go or run multiple countries, you know, that, that type of thing. But it, it involves facets from all different places and companies. And, you know, yeah, that's that's the deep state. It's it's uh, I, there's other names like, like huh? You're talking about like the thing that there's only four countries that don't have a was it a Rockefeller Bank. Isn't it a Rockefeller Bank? And there's the four countries like Iran, North Korea, like they're all the countries we're at war with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think yeah. I think China was one too. Yeah, yeah. And there was there was I don't remember the others, but yeah, pretty much. I mean, Rockefellers, there's some evil evil dudes. They well, really I mean, are. Did, back in the day of you know Carnegie and Rockefeller and all Edison. I mean, you didn't get to be huge in this country by being nice. You know, oh, yeah. you walked over people, you ran sweatshops, you, you know, one of the, paid uh, people pennies while you made, you know, hundreds. One of the Rockefellers, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to try to quote this as best as possible. I'm going to paraphrase it at least. Um, one of them basically mentioned in a quote saying that 
I don't want thinkers in this country. I want workers. There you go. And I, that's, I mean, when you really look at that, that's bold. You know what he wants. You know what he's trying, yeah. you know, he doesn't want people to be able to think, to, you know, think for themselves. He wants dumb people. He wants a, a country of dumb people. That's what he's saying, basically. Yeah. Well, uh, George Carlin said something to the same effect. You know, the government wants you just smart enough to do certain shit, but stupid enough to still stay loyal to them. Yeah, exactly. He goes, that's why you don't have real education in this country. There's no free thought. They don't teach free thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's not, you know, critical thinking isn't taught in school. That's why it's so funny. You know, when I went to nursing school and a big thing they kept bringing up is critical thinking, critical thinking. I'm like, who the hell doesn't know how to think critically? Yeah. Like, I thought that was a key life uh, aspect. Like, you had to learn how to think shit out. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, matter of fact, uh, conspiracy theorists have sometimes been considered critical thinkers. Well, and psychos, but, you know, hey. Well, I think some of them are, are critical thinkers. I think some of them are yeah, just Yeah, some of them are critical lost thinkers. Lost. Some are don't, just, yeah. Don't understand simple physics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. But, no, I think a lot of them, I mean, you got to ask questions. You're stupid if you accept whatever blatant truth somebody hands you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, especially a government. Especially a government known to tell lies. You know, and I, it's something that I didn't think about until after I got out, but blind obedience to your country. You know, patriotism, that's great and everything. You know, oh, I, yeah. I have yeah. a lot of patriotism to my country. However, you know, I, I it, you know, if, if push comes to shove, I have no problem. You know what I mean? I, I, I yeah. I'm not going, I don't blindly follow. Because if I see something wrong, hey, fuck you. <laughs> That's right, something's wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of things I see wrong. I'm actually, I mean, currently, I'm very ashamed of our country. But, you know, it's what it is. I, I just wish people could have a simple back and forth like you and I do. Yeah. I'm ashamed you of know, people, I guess you would say. Yeah, it, it, just the way we're acting, you know, you can have a polite discussion. Like the, I said it before, I hate that snowflake crap. I hate the libtard stuff. Really, we've resorted to name-calling? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're doing? Like, this is fifth grade again. Yeah. You know, I remember the worst insult was like, well, your party's the uh, mascot's a jackass. Like, yeah, you're right, it is, son of a bitch, you know? Yeah. You got that? I mean, you got me there. I got nothing to say to that. It is. Yours is an elephant. That's pretty good. <laughs> speaking speaking of mascots, uh, shall I get into my topic? Yeah, man. I don't know how the so the cheddar goblin is a mascot. Technically, it's the mascot of the movie Mandy. But let me uh, let me get into this. This one is um, if if you watch the movie, you're, there's a scene you're gonna see it, and it's just I love it. I absolutely love this scene. Like I said, it's gross. It's foul, but it is so epic. And I feel so bad for those two kids. All right. <laughs> All right, so basically there's a scene in the movie. Okay, and when I say Mandy, there's a couple movies out. This is Mandy that has the movie, uh, uh, or has the actor Nicolas Cage. Yeah. It's, it's basically a, a blood-soaked 1980s inspired movie. Um, now, there's a scene where Cage, he's uh, watching TV in it with a t-shirt and in his underpants. Yeah. Okay, and <laughs> you know when you watch this, you think, okay, all right, this is time I'm gonna go take a piss real quick, come back. It's not an interesting scene, but if you do this, you're gonna miss probably the best part of the film, and this is the Cheddar Goblin. Okay, yeah. 
It's, it's basically this terrifying mascot of a, of a fictional brand of mac and cheese. <laughs> you, okay. You, you'll see him. He emerges from a bowl of macaroni to vomit cheesy pasta all over a, uh, a pair of, of smiling children. Okay. <laughs> so, our practical uh, experts, uh, our practical effects expert by the name of Shane Morton, he recalls that using about 20 gallons of mac and cheese mixed with pineapple... Yeah, mixed with pineapple, fago, and lemon jello. Oh. He said this stuff smelled like vomit. Oh. <laughs> pineapple, fago, that's a soda. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. The two kids in this scene that got puked on, six hours straight. Oh, my God. He's redoing the scene, getting everything right. Yeah, six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, a lot of that time, I bet you was showering time. Oh my god, that's it's. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, you watch the video and they're smiling, they're excited, and this goblet is just vomiting this cheap mac and cheese all over them, and they're excited about it. And the thing is, it's when, when you watch it, you're watching it from his Nicholas Cage's TV. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, it's it's. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's I don't even know how to say it's epic I love it I absolutely love it <laughs> I'm really like that's kind of I'm speechless actually I really don't know what to say to that I never would have thought somebody like that's some garbage pail kid shit that's <laughs> that reminds me of the 1980s yeah that, yeah garbage pail that's that's uh, pretty good that's right on the money there that, that's kind of what it reminds me of too I didn't think about it because a um, lot of the '80s stuff was about being gross. Yeah, and I'm going to send you on. I'm going to send you a couple of pictures. One of them is a video, short video of the actual. Okay. And basically, it's a commercial, is what it is. Okay. Okay. In a commercial in the movie. Yes, a commercial in a movie. Okay. And here's the thing: um, the uh, the that. The uh, uh, this special effects expert Shane Morton, see he didn't know what he was signing up for eventually, and uh, Casper Kelly, he's a creator of the movie Too Many Cooks, approached him with which the proposal, the idea or proposal of doing something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, I, I know this was insane and crazy. What do you think about shooting a crazy TV commercial with a monster puppet for the guy who did Beyond the Black Rainbow? So Morton, he 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 totally jumps at the opportunity he's like yeah this is too good to pass i'm gonna do it and from there their step their next step was to create the monster uh-huh. okay now have you ever seen the 1980 film ghoulies yeah yes this is that character is an inspiration from this movie okay okay now now morton specifically he mentions that the original movie poster from that um that is what he took from and uh, it, it's like an off-brand green monster rising up out of a toilet. And that's what the poster is from the 85 movie Ghoulies. It is. Yeah, it's a ghoulie in a toilet. Mm-hmm. And he describes that um, the creature that they make, this, this cheddar goblin, it's a, uh, it's a cross between Ghoulies meets Yoda meets Satan. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they drop a sketch and uh, they followed up with a sculpture which took about I think about four hours to complete and 
through through lunch breaks and whatever he created the mold painted it painted it during you know and over the set of two days the the creature it was complete now the thing was beyond for the logistics for this thing you know to puke out all this mac and cheese on the children um it was <laughs> uh morton was very obsessed i mean he would just reshoot and reshoot and just add he it was like um it's just it was it was an obsession for him and it's become a cult mm -hmm. craze okay people have actually made action figures oh my god okay and people there's t-shirts which i plan on ordering a t-shirt and <laughs> there there's facebook pages there's a social media pages groups whatever dedicated to the cheddar goblin that's ridiculous yes i mean it's it's neat to get hooked on stuff like that but do you think people like put things into as like a cult classic a little too early it used to take like a decade to become like a cult classic it, it yeah i mean they do they he, they put it in the style of the old cult classics and so they yeah. automatically fit it in there yes that's what they do today see i don't i don't like that though it's when, like snakes on a plane was billed as a cult movie you can't do that. It's supposed to, that's a cult following just kind of forms. People who are extremely dedicated to it. You can't just come out and call it that. My honest now, opinion, what I believe for cult classics are movies from the seventies and eighties that like those B movies, like uh um she's like, Toxic Avenger, for instance. You know, but in that mm -hmm. time frame, seventies, eighties. So it could so forty years from now, I'm still gonna say the 70s and 80s were the cult classics. So, have you looking yes, at the yes. pictures? You, you seeing that? Yeah, they, they finally popped up, so yeah. And look at the video. Tell me what you think. He's, he's checking out a video, folks. It's, it's really disgusting. Shit. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It's great. It's utterly disgusting. It is. You're laughing. I mean, yeah, I am laughing just because I mean, it's just ridiculously disgusting. It's just over the top gross. Oh, yeah, it is over the top. That's why I like it so much. Because you know how I am. I take the, I think you mentioned like a podcast or two. I take things farther than what they should be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I do you that. see the line and you say it and you just piss right over it. <laughs> Spell your name out, <laughs> but, it, but it's spelled in short bursts because you have prostate problems. Get that start and stopping thing happening. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I, I love it. The Cheddar Goblin. That's gonna be it the is, title. It is cool, and it would be a, it would make a cool T-shirt. That's gonna be a title for today. Cheddar Goblin. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'll add your title in too. We'll combine. No, you don't have to. I'm good. The, the Cheddar Goblin and what are they called again? The Nochni Volki. Holy God! Okay, what's the short version? They're the Night Wolves, man. The Night Wolves. Okay. I'm writing. Can't you hear it? I can't hear it. Is it loud? Are you using a fucking quill on a pine log? Jesus! You ever heard of a ballpoint <laughs> pen, dude? <laughs> the night wolves yeah <laughs> Just, are you scratching that into the desk with your nail I mean honestly 
me get this knife. Hang on, carve this in. I gotta remember this for later. It's a very cheap, cheap wooden desk. It's not even wood. I don't even think this is wood Once at all. Once a week, you just sand it down so you got a new writing surface. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that I... That would be the most manly way to take messages for the phone, by the way. Like, you have to carve them into a log and then shave it down. You gotta have to get a chisel and a hammer. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it'd be fun it'd be fun if you st- people still had house phones which they don't it would actually be fun to have like a huge wooden table and use like a wood burner mm-hmm. and Hold like a leave little notes on it from the phone here we go what are you doing there uh, chiseling my notes oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man so, so it, you see my fascination with this I do. I do see it. And since I grew up in that era, I do see where you're coming from. It's, yes. it's almost like a, a, a throwback. Yeah, yeah, it is. And the movie That's is not... just... It, the movie is just so weird. It's... it's. I it's, I think, honestly, that's his best movie that he's done. Really? Yeah. Because he plays a perfect psycho. His best ever. Uh, what up there? You know what? I'm gonna say up know, there. Man, I'm gonna say tough. up there. Yeah, I'm gonna say up there. Cause I like, but I think of his best stuff like it, it's more big name stuff, not like the B side stuff he's been doing for the past five years. You know, Gone in sixty seconds. I mean, Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, that movie was just tremendous. Mm. Oh my God! Stop sending me these pictures. Uh, you see, you see that one? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, that's a nice one. I saw it. Dude, I watched, uh, speaking of uh, weird movies, I watched The Birds. Ooh. I hadn't seen it since I was a teenager. What, what, uh, I, which one? Alfred Hitchcock. Okay, the original. Yeah. Okay. So, quick aside about The Birds. So, we watched that, me, my mom, and my sister. And my sister got freaked out by it. <laughs> well, the next day we went to the zoo, and this is no shit. Birds were like dive bombing my sister, and one took a shit on her. <laughs> so since then like my sister has had this thing against birds and honestly they do hate her because when we were in san francisco a seagull took a huge shit on her not only that but i had been sitting down and she was standing and i said son why don't you come sit in my seat so i gave up my seat for her, and like right after i did it the bird just shit all over i was like oh <laughs> and it was a lot i don't know if you've ever seen a seagull take a dump yes, especially yes. one that's been heavily fed I've, on I've fisherman's been to, wharf i've been to san diego many times and oh. um I have to tell you, they, uh, they're they big, they're wingspan. Yeah. I actually punched one in mid-flight. Yeah, this was in San Francisco that I got it. We were going out to Alcatraz. But, and, and the thing but is, anyway. you, can, you can actually catch them because they they float, they're, they fly that slow. Yeah. And I just straight up, I forgot what it was. Uh, it was my Navy days and I went on a submarine and I was, uh, I was doing a roving guard up on the pier. And they were just all over, and I think I had already gotten shit on a few times. And it was like, you're on dude watch there for like six hours, just roving back and forth with a shotgun. And I just got fed up with it, and one came close, and I just swung at it, and I just knocked it around. <laughs> Such a Jim Carrey moment, <laughs> punching a bird. Like, I can see Tommy Lee Jones doing that. Like, he looks so pissed off all the time. I can see him just punching a fucking bird as it was flying by. Yeah. Can't you see that? Like in his men in black suit, walking all glum and pissed off looking. Bam! 
Yeah, yeah. I can so, see it. Anyway, the birds, dude, I forgot how that movie starts off like a romantic comedy. Dude, it starts off with a little meat cute and the guy buying the birds and there's some flirting, da 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 da. And then she goes to deliver the birds to the island of the guy and then just like all hell breaks loose on this island. <laughs> birds are just crashing into people and smashing in windows and it's oh, it's so good. It goes from such a cutesy movie to like holy Jesus. Yeah, it's it's uh and I honestly think that that movie started like the all the the creature movies, um, the ones it where there's did. Yeah, like, like, did. yeah, like arachnophobia when you've just got yeah. thousands and thousands of them just everywhere. Um, there was one called like arachnophobia. That one, I, I, I I'm not total big fan of spiders. If they're small enough, I have no problem letting them climb on me. But um. Uh-huh. I see a spider, I'm going to kill it. It's just ditched me. Sorry. Yeah. I don't mind him. But, um, but the thing is, there's a, there's a movie, uh, Ticks. Yeah. This one had Seth Green in it. Oh, I didn't see that. Evidently. I think, I think it's it was very, Seth Green. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. The, the redhead kid. Yeah, I know who, the, I know who Seth Green is, yeah. Yeah, this came out, I think, I think it was in the 80s. It came out. Uh-huh. And it's basically, and this was a straight up B movie. I mean, it, 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 it's... Nothing wrong with that. Wrong it with gets that. down there. Well, people, so not everybody likes B-movies. Eh, some people are prudes. Oh, yeah. A <laughs> um, bunch of movie snaps. But, I mean, it's gross. I And it's just... Yeah. That one, um, they get big. They get mutated or something. And they get, like, as big as... Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, bigger than, you know, this big old giant toes or frogs. Oh, my God. I mean, they get big. And they'll sit there, That's like... disgusting thinking. And you know how a tick in real life, what they'll do, like in your skin, they'll attach themselves? Yeah. Well, this one, they don't just do that. They actually get in the underneath your skin, and they'll uh, eat your insides. Uh, um, like, there's one, and one of the guy, he gets killed, and it's inside his body. And you see it moving because the skin, you know, like the little hump or whatever. Uh, so you see, you, you know that it's moving yeah. in there and up into the dude's brain. Oh, my God. That was... Uh, I mean, it's gross. It was a gross one. Uh, there's another B movie um, called Bug. It's either Bug or The Bug, and this one has cockroaches. That's The Bug. That's not Bug. Is actually uh, Ashley Judd, and mm. uh, I forget the guy's name, but they end, it was based on a play. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, The Bug. This one is cockroaches, and these cockroaches apparently. Uh, I guess they, I, if I remember right, because I, I read the book first, and then I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And if I remember right, like something about their abdomen or whatever, like they were able to start fires. I guess there was, <laughs> of course. they came out of, of the earth, you know, and so not only was it just cockroaches, they were a little bit bigger, and they could start fires everywhere. And these things were like, these, they were all over the world. I oh mean. Oh my God. Oh, that yeah. is just retarded. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, I learned some facts about the birds, oddly enough. Oh. Uh, there was a bird's Barbie doll that came out, what? complete with uh, the background of the town and two extra birds to go after Miss Tippy Hedron there. Uh, they got most of the birds from a nearby landfill. They captured most of the seagulls and stuff there. And then when they didn't have enough of the little birds, they went and bought out pet stores. 
<laughs> wow. Which is, yeah, and even the lead actress, she got, like, cuts and scrapes on her face from birds getting too close. She also got scraped up from uh, glass cuts. Mm. They said, like, uh, Alfred Hitchcock rode her pretty hard during that uh, during that filming. Yeah, he supposedly you, they were in love, or where he had a thing for, or something like that. Yeah, they back then you could you could do that to a, a female actress and get away with it. Mm. Different oh. times. <laughs> and in 1961, at this place in California, this kind of event actually happened. I think I heard something about this. Birds were flying into windows, uh, vomiting up like these huge yellow. Th- things of uh, anchovies and they were just like all over the place well come to find out they ate a toxic algae yes yes caused okay. them to basically become zombie birds <laughs> which is fantastic yes <laughs> i can see that uh, i i shouldn't be laughing because it's kind of no that is funny fuck it it's not horrific it's great no it's not that is funny as hell like these poor zombie birds are just like throwing up on people and people are like oh my god and that just goes to show you like are we scared of birds in a daily capacity no yeah but suddenly they're yakking anchovies ovies all of us and flying us into our cars and we're like oh dude we're done we're done with birds yeah well swarms the big thing is you see the swarms first and you already know right off the bat, something ain't right. Yeah. And then they start puking, and it's just yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> hey, at least they didn't go around trying to kill people. That that was that's the good thing. I keep waiting for that. Um, what was that movie? Uh, Day after tomorrow. Mm. Where like you know the the Earth starts dropping temperature really fast and whatever. Yeah. And uh, I keep waiting to look up at the sky one day and just see all these birds freaking flying away and being like, well, we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. Saw it in a movie once. (laughs) Well, well, I live pretty close to the equator, so I'm... I'm, uh... I do not. Yeah. I'm quite a bit... I'm quite a bit south of you. I'm I'm actually a lot. I, uh... Hawaii, if I'm correct pretty much lines up see across the parallel um hawaii is almost on the tropic of cancer yeah we're uh kind of about there to uh, central mexico yeah 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 right if you trace it over you're almost at durango or yeah. uh san luis potoso potosi somewhere around there yeah, Havana, Havana, Cuba. Yeah, you're about online. You should be okay. I mean, that is if the massive flooding doesn't wipe you guys out to where just like one dude is standing on top of Kilauea. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I mean, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I li- I'm pretty high up as it is, but yeah, if 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 I see yeah, but the we're, we're not talking about your medications, pal. Oh. We're talking about elevation. Hey, hey elevate. That's exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, how high above sea level are you? Uh, about 700 feet, I think. About 7 feet, 8 feet? 700. <laughs> <laughs> At zeros. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, oh, I was... the mountain ridge we live on. It, it, it's up there. and uh, But I, I tell you what, um, in a tsunami, I mean, you could have a, a mega tsunami and I should still be fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll be okay. However, Calm if on. there's Calm something... Bigger than a mega tsunami. I don't even know what they would call. Yeah, screwed. Like 2012 movie type? Yeah, screwed. 
<laughs> I have never watched that movie. Really? Never watched it. I actually liked it. I I, I like John Cusack. I, I'm a I'm a John Cusack <laughs> fan. I love John Cusack, but he had a run of kind of shit movies there for a while too. So I yes. kind of fell off of him. Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, but yeah, I I do love him as an actor. I always have. But um, yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's pretty good. There's a lot of action in the movie. A lot of it. Um, there's some stupid parts, but I mean, overall, I actually really liked it. Ah. It was it was intense. Um, but uh, it, it's just theoretically, the worlds we're not going to have another flood like that. It's going to burn. That's what's going to happen. So our our kids are uh, just old enough, yet I think still just stupid enough that we could convince them that the world ended in 2012, and this is the documentary about it. And what we've rebuilt since then. <laughs> like, I'm willing to give this a go if you are. Because if I can give my kid to give a book report or some kind of lesson about how we've rebuilt since the, the tragic events of 2012, I think it'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. That Wouldn't was, that be uh, good? I was in, uh, I was in, uh, I think I was in Kuwait right about that time. Yeah. The December, whatever it was, whatever yeah, that 12, date was. Wasn't it, wasn't it like December 22nd or 26th or something like that? Yeah, so, something like that, right around there. It was some horrible day, like the day after Christmas, really? This is the day we're choosing to do this? Now, that or the day before Christmas Eve, I can't remember. It was, yeah, it was some weird. It, it, it was, was around that time, yeah. Either a few days before Christmas or a few days after, but yeah, right around that time. It's um, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I'm in the desert. It might get cold here. That'd be nice. <laughs> well, I mean, it does get kind of hey, cold in the desert. It does at night. Yeah, it gets freezing. Yeah, I mean, 90 degrees, you're freezing your ass off. Which people, if you don't if you don't understand, folks, if, if you're like in a desert, okay, like the Middle East, where it gets up there to 110 to 120 degrees, and if at nighttime, if the temperature drops anywhere between, between 10 to 20 degrees, it could still be a hundred outside in nighttime, and you're freezing. You're cold as shit. Okay, it's it's uh simply because the vast there's a vast difference in in temperature wise. Uh, where I grew up in Arizona, it'd be eighty during the day and below freezing at night. Mm. And that and that's the desert. Yeah, that, that would kill me because I could wake up. Well, I rode a motorcycle all the time, but I'd get up in the mornings and I'd wear a sweater riding to school. And then riding home, I'd have the sweater on my backpack because it was too friggin' hot to wear one during the day. <laughs> <laughs> that was the winter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, let me tell you about these night wolves. Yes, I want to hear right. about night wolves. So I, I wrote this on unlined paper, so I'm going to do my best to follow and read my own writing. Because as you know, I write like a, like a five-year-old. So... The Night Wolves, or I, the Neutschni Volki. Tell it on a high five. High five. Yeah, five-year-old writing, we're both there. Yeah. So, the Neutschni Volki. I think I said that right, because I wrote that part out like it sounded. <laughs> That's right? what I should start doing. That's See, i, I got to do it phonetically, because sometimes it screws you up, but i got a couple things in here It's going to screw me up. So, here we go. So, uh, in the early 80s, there was a, a group of Russian metalheads... And uh, they also were kind of into motorcycles, so they kind of brought the two things together. They were uh, they were organizing rock concerts and uh, just kind of riding around raising hell. But after Perestroika, 
uh, they started a motorcycle club. And this mm. was in 1989. Now their leader, Alexander, here we go, Zolvi uh, Zol Stone, Zolvstanov, Zolvi. So Alex Z, <laughs> the leader, right? And he was a he was a former a former dental surgeon actually, and uh, he he decided to kind of model the group after the Hell's Angels. So if you're unaware, there's a group of Hell's Angels that are a motorcycle club. They're all over the world, chapters everywhere, and they've dabbled in everything from gambling, racketeering, loan sharking, prostitution, drug trade, gun running. Uh, every year in Arizona, they have a they call it the prison ride, where they ride out to the prison. That's outside of Phoenix, and they all stand out there, rev their bikes and shit for their brothers that are locked up. And and most people think like they try to put out, they do a Toys for Tots and all that stuff, but they're generally considered an outlaw club or a one percent club where they do illegal shit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he wanted to model it after the Hell's Angels. He even took the Hell's Angels rules and translated them into Russian and kind of adopted the rule book of the Hells Angels for his members. So like all the members had to ride uh, Harley Davidson motorcycles. Right? And they were also a, a very nationalistic group. You know, very pro Russia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, at this one point they've been a motorcycle for motorcycle club for about two years. Uh, some communists had sent in uh, tanks to go after the Russian parliament building. But these guys, a random ass motorcycle club, went and barricaded the outside of parliament <laughs> and stood guard to protect it. <laughs> All right. So that's that's a level. It's <laughs> imagine like the Hells Angels barricading up the White House. Yeah, that, that, that'd be something you just don't see. That, that's uh, yeah. it, it would be a sight to see. That'd be historical, wouldn't it? I mean, just like Harley's all over the lawn. Like there's there's a grill going over <laughs> on on the on the west lawn over there. Yeah, you know, people playing some some cornhole. It'd be a good time. You'd have the probies picking up all the trash and beer bottles. Yep. Yep. Okay, but th what's amazing about this is the leader of the group, Alexander. So, Alex Z, he got a medal from Gorbachev for this. Hmm. Got a medal from Gorbachev. That, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, the USSR fell really completely and capitalism took over. And they became businessmen after this, right? So they opened up, like, a, a clothing line. I think it was called, like, Wolf, Wolf Clothing, which is, you know, that fits. Uh, they opened up a motorcycle shop, motorcycle repair shop, and they opened up a nightclub called The Sexton. And at this time, they also branched out and started doing, like, security for bands. You know, and if you remember, who the Hell's Angels famously do security for where it went bad? Oh, uh... Come on, man. I'm thinking Slayer. That's, like, the first no, thing that came to mind. But stones, it's, uh, man. Stones, the nightmare yes. at all, come on. Yeah. Stones. They were paid in beer. A guy got stabbed to death during that uh, during that concert, hmm. and then uh, after that, they started running their own kind of protection racket, where they would go to local businesses and they'd say, "Look, give us two hundred dollars, 
and we'll protect you from any corrupt cops or any other gangs in the area. If you don't pay us, we're going to rob you too. <laughs> so really it was the same like strong arm tactics that like uh, the Italian mafia and Irish mafia and stuff like that used to do, probably still do. Yeah. Uh, this country and the major cities. So they're building these legitimate businesses, got side businesses, and in the early 2000s, <clears throat> they really began severing ties with kind of uh, Western ideals. They still rolled their Harleys, but really they tried to shun the whole materialistic, uh, non-patriotic kind of ideals we have. They were very misogynistic, very anti-gay. Mm-hmm. Which you kind of, I mean, most bike clubs, which are most older bike clubs, I won't say it's a lot of the newer ones, but they got that, you know, for women's vests, it says property of. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, Woman was your property. I mean, that's how it was. That was a true thing. Yeah, it was back in the day. But, you know, I mean, let's step it up here, people. It's 2000s here. But uh, they went to the far side of the Russian patriotism. Uh, they sponsored motorcycle pr- uh, pilgrimages uh, to like these uh, historic places all over Russia, mm-hmm. and they rode with this banner of a, a favorite, uh, famous Russian uh, saint. I forget his name offhand, but he became like a, a strong symbol for what Russia stood for. And they did all this for the Russian Orthodox Church. So now they get deep ties in with the church that lead to a relationship with the government. The uh, patriarch, Kirill, Kirill, it's K-I-R-I-L-L, Kirill, Kirill, Kirill. Anyway, this guy who was the head of the church, mm-hmm. uh, he was also found to be an informant for the KGB. Oh. So they it brought into like this whole scandal. <laughs> like these guys are in deep already. It's kind of awesome how deep these guys got dug in. So they're they're friends with this guy who's an informant for the KGB who could be receiving things in confession, or I, I don't know exactly what they do in the Russian Orthodox Church, I think they do, but also has a massive influence over a huge portion of the country. You know, if if he's got government links and the government tells him, you know, you need to start pushing people to be more like this, he's probably going to do it. Yeah. So uh, the relationship with the government grew cr- quickly, even with a prime minister named Putin, we know him, right? Oh, just just a little bit, just just a little we bit. We know him. We know Putin rode on the back of a bear with no t-shirt. Yes, you know, while yes. Ki- while killing a mountain lion with his bare teeth, all in a thong, and the man's a beast. He's probably the most epic. Well, him and Teddy Roosevelt would be great. I was about to yeah. say Roosevelt's a. F- <laughs> I wouldn't put shit past Roosevelt, dude. Yeah. He's got to be one of my favorite presidents. Yeah. And his daughter was just, Alice, was just off the chain. Mm. Getting drunk in public, smoking on the roof at a White House. Like, she did that. That, that is the epitome of give zero fucks. That'd be a good topic. What? Roosevelt's daughter? Yeah. Because yeah, Roosevelt, if you do one on, on Rose Teddy, that's. There's. A ton. You, they, you, we, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Those rough rider years all the way up to president. You, you have to pick specific time time That's, frames yeah. for him. Yeah. You, you really would. I mean, very few men have lived the way he lived. It's quite amazing. <laughs> but Putin would even go on uh, on rides with these guys. 
of course, Putin rode a trike, a Harley <laughs> Davidson trike, and it had neon lights all over it. <laughs> what? He, he looked fabulous. <laughs> that is no shit. Wow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can't help. Oh man, I push. Okay, his image is just now ruined. That's ruined. That's it's. I know. Is it because <laughs> wow. Look, Google it. Google it. Man. Seriously, Google it. Google the Google image of uh, Putin on Harley. Oh, there's an image of it. Yeah, see if you can find it. Oh wow. It's a. <laughs> oh my god. Tell me when you find it. Put, okay, hang on here. Um, Putin. Putin. Poopin. On Harley. On Harley. This has got to be good. Loading. Loading. Oh, I misspelled it. Hang on. Hang on. How did you misspell Putin? No. Or what'd you misspell? Which one you misspell? <laughs> I can't believe I, I automatically went with you misspelled Putin. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's wrong. Uh, actually, I did. I put P-U-T-U-N. Oh. Um, oh, yes. Okay, I see it. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, You know what? And the trikes, you know, I, I've seen them quite a bit. They're actually, uh, they're not that bad. We, uh, I worked on them. Like, they came out, like, the last couple of years. I was uh, still wrenching on Harleys. Mm-hmm. And they're just the cornering on them is dog shit. I mean, uh, a lot of well, the older ones anyway would you get like a nice little wobble in the front end if you were really gassing it. Yeah, I think they're fantastic bikes for people who just can't like hold up a bike anymore. They just may not have the strength, but they still want to ride. I think they're awesome for that. Or if they're just what you like. Yeah, you know, personally, I just they're not my cup of tea. And I I, I like those those K and M bikes. With the two wheels on the front, mm -hmm. like I think those are. If I had, if I had millions of dollars, I'd have one just because they look like they're so damn fun to ride. Yeah, I mean they just really do. But I can't give him too much shit. I mean, come on, he went out, he rode. You know, give him a little credit. But uh, he'd awful praise. He'd often praise these guys in public, and uh, even gave them a medal for public youth education. Now let's talk about what public youth education. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, the, the 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 actual name for it is youth patriotic education. Mm, yeah. So that sounds a little, that sounds a little sketchy to me. How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a okay. little bit. You're right. So it's basically a form of brainwashing. Mm -hmm. So you know, all Western stuff is bad. America is bad. You know, Russia is the is the is the motherland. It will always take care of you. It's what's important. Blah 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 blah. So, and it really did. Like most of the education revolved around how America is dog shit. There was even, they even made a cartoon, like this. These guys did. They were given money to make a cartoon for public television that was shown on public stations in Russia of a of a Statue of Liberty type character. No bullshit. Literally kidnapping and imprisoning this famous Russian uh, folklore lady. Oh wow! I, I need to find this video. This is no crap. I would. I'll try and find the name for you. Not now, but, but later. No, yeah, yeah, not now. So it, this is how big these people got. Do you remember when? Uh, I think it was what two thousand. 
what was it, 14 the Olympics were in, in Russia, Sochi? Uh, Sochi I, I, yeah, I, I kind of vaguely, I, I never did watch it. I just, I remember they're there and I just, like, whatever. They were, was, yeah, they were there at some time. I don't remember the year. But this, this their leader, Alexander Z, was actually a torchbearer for the opening Olympics, for the opening ceremony. He actually ran with the torch at one point in Russia. <laughs> wow. What does that only, <laughs> I, honestly, I'm going to say only in America and Russia, because honestly, I think that's the only two places <laughs> this could actually happen. Would a known criminal and head of a biker gang, like up there where you're supposed to be presenting your country's very best, mm-hmm. the, the greatest your country has to offer, this is what you're handing in the world. Yeah, I, I, I could see it. Oh, yeah. Their their little flag, their their little emblem, you know, with the with with their rocker on it and their their symbol and all that stuff that they wear on their on their their cuts mm-hmm. or whatever their patches. A flag of theirs was even sent up to the International Space Station and hung up in the Russian birthing area. Seriously, seriously, and it actually offended uh, some of the Russian scientists, <laughs> and they were all pissed off about it. <laughs> now imagine a hell's angel us sending up a hell's angels flag. Yeah, they, they, to the international space station. Oh, that, that would not fly. Literally, it would not fly. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it, it's just crazy how deep these dudes got there so fast in twenty years, mm-hmm. less than twenty years, really. These guys have gotten that close to the government. Which tells you how corrupt the government actually is over there. Yeah. So they started expanding. So currently there's about 7,000 members, uh, 50 chapters in Russia and Eastern Europe. And they're always out. They're always recruiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So at this time, Russia had kind of adopted the nonlinear warfare tactic, right? Mm -hmm. Using For those of you who don't know, it's using like non-government agencies – and both direct and indirect manners to support a role in a certain uh, government idea or exercise or campaign or whatever, right? Yeah. So you remember? Uh, well, it, it gives the government deniability, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we didn't tell them to do that. How nice of them to do it, though. You know, it, it gives them a way to step back. We do it too, okay? Oh yeah. Don't don't think this is this is nonlinear warfare is a well known tactic. We do it too. We've been doing so it for a long time. Yes, we have. We're, we're so dirty. We're dirty. I mean, it's, it's just hey face it up. You don't win a war fighting clean. Oh, yeah. you got to punch below the belt. So um, during the annexation of Crimea, y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all remember that? Yeah. Big Ukraine deal? Okay. Some people don't. You know, some people don't even think uh, it happened. But uh, a group was actually, the, this group was actually active for one week in the area before Russian special forces arrived, right? So these dudes went in, set up roadblocks, <laughs> distributed propaganda, collected intelligence. <coughs> Excuse me. They also intimidated Ukrainian officials and actually detained, kidnapped and detained Ukrainian military personnel. Damn. You, right? you know, we, we need to do this. This is something we need to do. Yes. Like we're we're slacking big time. The Dude, fact that they I'm had not, this, I'm, I'm not even done yet. That was the that was just the start. 
So along with some of the SF personnel, Russian SF personnel that came in, they took part in a raid at a Ukrainian naval base. Okay, they were securing uh, a pipeline distribution, and this is when this was in a place called uh, Salvastopol. Salvastopol. All right, it was, it was there, and and they got it. <laughs> and in March of 2014, they were taking part in operations with Spetsnaz units. Damn. They even got the milit. Ten of the members got a military campaign medal for their <laughs> actions with this. <laughs> wow. Then, okay, after this lovely thing, this is <laughs> the government does this for them. They offer them the contract for uh, the youth patriotic education for like the whole bunch of areas like they got government money to do this youth patriotic education in all these areas mm-hmm. all right uh, and all why they were using that money to go around russia recruiting and eastern europe recruiting more uh more people but they weren't recruiting them for uh their club they were actually starting militias uh, so really, this money that was supposed to be funneled for youth uh, patriotic education was actually used to go around and set up militias all over the country. Damn. Yes. Yes, and then they, like I told you, they created the the, the films for the TV. Uh, they really like to push that Stalin was a Russian hero. Stalin. Stalin. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> uh, do you do you remember the mass extinctions of his own people? He was doing. Oh yeah. I mean. A lot of people talk about you know what happened with with the Jews during the Holocaust. It was ab- absolutely deplorable, mm-hmm. but a lot was happening in Russia too. Like people, folk, you know, the, the people don't really remember a lot about what happened in Russia. Yeah, he uh, he actually killed more than uh, Hitler did with the Jews. And yeah. matter of fact, someone who did even more than Stalin was uh, that Chinese dude, uh, Mao. Or, Mao. Yeah. yeah he- what was he like? Two hundred and ten? Some odd million? Something? He? I don't know. Old, old, and old, and uh, he—he's probably still alive with some hooked up to some weird experimental. Oh, Russia wasn't it like twenty-five million or something like that in Russia? Twenty-five million? I, I want to say I, I'm trying to think of the number off the top of my head and I can't, but I remember it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, like it—it it dwarfed. What was going on in Germany? Not not making it any less because it was happening all over Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, it seemed like Stalin was almost hedging his bets. You know, uh, yeah, asshole. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But why do they always bring up Hitler? Then, you know, why is everybody? Oh, is the next Hitler? Oh, Stalin. Um. Well, typically, you know, I mean, if anybody's going to bring it up, it's it's. I, I can't I can't say this is truth. And to me, it would just seem like Jews to be, you know, a little more quick to bring it up. Um, now, then the thing that tries that just blows my mind is there are people that believe the Holocaust was fake. I can't. Yeah, dude, I can't. I can't even talk. If somebody says that to me, I'm sorry. Yeah, you you should not have won the race of sperm. Yeah, that's um, useless. You're useless as a human being. Mm-hmm. I just can't stand that shit. Anyway, not to not to be a downer. Oh. Uh, in, in 2018, the government again, the government government money gave them money to go on a trip through the Balkans, stirring up support because you know Russia kind of wants part of the Balkans back. Yeah. Which was that you know Serbo Bosnia area, but it would create if the, if they actually did 
leave that area, it would create a huge instability and another massive war over there. Mm -hmm. And in 2016, a couple members were indicted in a plan to assassinate the prime minister of Montenegro because Montenegro wanted to join NATO. And Russia was attempting to throw over the Montenegrin government at the time. <laughs> wow. This, this group, I don't, like, when I first read about it and heard about it, I was like, you got to be joking me. Like, this is just fantastical stuff. This mm. can't be real. And then I started reading, and I was like, this is really friggin' real. I mean, it's... it's, and it's, it's not hidden. It's in the open. Yeah. But this is something like, that people just don't, you know, they don't, uh, uh, either they don't know about or they're just like, nah, this is, this can't be right and just choose to ignore it. I would say more so that they just don't know about it. I, it's easily, I mean, come on, you can't be that, that ignorant of it, but I like, I, there's one thing about this I do like, cause they're so blatantly open about it. Mm -hmm. They're honest about their corruption. They're like, yep, totally corrupt. Mm -hmm. What can you do to change it? <laughs> and I'm almost just waiting for this country to get there because we all know all our senators, all our Congress people. Mm -hmm. They're they're all bought and paid for with lobbyists. Yeah. Oh, definitely. They're all bought and paid for. I mean, it's it's there. I, I think most people in this country know it. We like to downplay it. Like, yeah, it's not that bad, dude. It's that bad. That's why every idealist who goes in there doesn't get shit done. I mean, yeah, and, and automatically the people that are like, no, nah, no, nah, it's just, they're, they're the ones that are, you know, right away you should tell someone, oh, you're tinfoil hat, you know, person, you're whatever. And it's just, it, it's so obvious. It is so, yes. the, uh, um, one of the uh, prison guys, whatever for uh, uh, Epstein, I guess, was just, is, is dead recently. Mm-hmm. I, I, Caught a title. I didn't read the article, but um. See, and everybody wants to put that on. Like, I hate that. Well, Epstein and his and his liberal lovers. He did have a lot of really liberal friends, mm -hmm. people in the, in the Democratic Party. But let me tell you, there's dirty fuckers on both sides of the aisle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's another thing. Like, like when I see these term limits, people. Oh, Pelosi doesn't need to be. She doesn't need term limits. Do okay, then get Mitch McConnell's ass out too, bro. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's play both sides then. I'm willing to do it. The thing is, but people don't, they, they won't, because they're no. just going to pick a side. That, that's right, and you have to be fair and even, and balanced about it. Mm -hmm. That's that's why this government, that's the way this government should work, but people don't want that, you know? I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get and it. And it just shows that people are, uh, you know, they're, I'm sorry to say, they're not really intelligent, because, you know, they want to, they're like, okay, one party, I'm, you know, you, you got your staunch Republicans, you staunch Democrats, and you have some in between, and it's just like they're so blindly loyal to what they believe, and it's just, I mean... But then like, if you even ask people, what's their stance on this? Most of them don't know. Yeah. Because that's what it used to be. It used to be like, okay, well, a lot of people would only vote on the person who is pro-life. Typically, well, I know, they're I, family. I know they're pro-life, so I'm voting for that. Yeah, I mean, typically you know? they're... Uh, um, their family, you know, their parents, their grandparents yeah, were yeah. usually the same party, and it just kind of it kind of passes down because that's what they're used to. They were brought uh, up, uh, they were brought up in that type of environment, so they typically, yeah. you know, that's the side they pick, whether they know what the hell they're picking or not, you know. Yeah, 
Like, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. I really don't care for either party, you know? Yeah, I have I have ideals and, and things that fall on both sides. You know, there are things that I, I'm really passionate about on one and really passionate about on the other, and I think you can have that, that homogenous mixture, mm-hmm. you know? I think more of my, my stuff is definitely uh, a little more towards the, the liberal side. But, I mean, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I do believe in social programs, but, but I think we have too many. Yeah. It too much. We, we, I mean, there, there's a lot of things you and I disagree with, like some things Absolutely. that I, I don't bring out in the public because people would look at me and think I'm a traitor to my country and in fact what I believe in. You know. I mean, that's ridiculous. You served your country. You're a patriot. A patriot. Yeah. America. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> you remember that movie Team America oh my god oh, yeah. it was it was horrible it was so great I lo- it was I yeah, loved it it was, a, it was a wretched movie but, but it was funny yes it was t- totally wretched but it was great I, I, I can't um, I can't I won't watch it again but I don't think I could it's annoying is really what it is because yeah. every, if you look at it you look at the uh, you either have your you know your crazy um um super pro second amendment that has like makes their own militias or military veterans that are just so much like like the guys you're gonna find to say snowflake they're the guys they're gonna take that movie uh they're gonna take the movie um what do you call it uh uh we just said the name team america team america and like they're gonna put themselves in that way of life you know. It's just uh, whatever. Live your own life, people. people. You can, people you can, do people. you can, yeah, you can not idolize, but you can, you know, totally think somebody is just a great or whatever something. But don't change your life to match that. Don't, yeah, change yourself. Be, there's already one of those. Be a you. Be a, exactly. That's right. But there's not many yous. There's only one use. There's yeah. Or not, if you're watching Mike the Mini, there's two Utes. <laughs> Holy shit! How much time we got left? About 15, 20 uh-huh. minutes. I lo- I was watching a clip from that movie the other day, dude, and it had me dying. It's when he was on the had that one guy on the stand. He goes, he goes, no, what? He goes, no, you saw these guys from your window on your second floor across the street at the gas station. He goes, yep. He goes, you knew it was him. He goes, yep. He goes, he goes, what's that on your window? He goes, oh, it looks like grime. He goes, grime. That's right. He goes, he goes, and what's this on the outside of the window? He goes, well, it's a dirty screen. He goes, dirty screen, yeah. He goes, what's this big thing here in the middle of your yard? And the guy looks at him, looks at the picture. He goes, trees. He goes, that's right, trees. He goes, don't be afraid to shout these out when you know them. And I just was freaking <laughs> dying laughing at that. I was like, I forgot what a damn funny movie that was. That, that was pretty good. <laughs> I think that's one of his best roles outside of you know, a Scorsese film. Yeah, and I can't remember the dude's real name, but it's got that uh, Joe karate Pesci, kid. Man. Joe well, Pesci. yeah, but it's got the karate kid dude. Um, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Speaking of him, there's a TV show that's on. Uh, is it on? It's YouTube. Cobra Kai, is it that? Yes, one? Cobra Kai. Yeah. Um, when the first season was coming out, because I don't pay for the, uh, I don't, I don't do the pay YouTube thing, because to me it's a waste of money. So, but the first season finally came out free, 
and uh, I, I need to go through and watch it. And I think the first three episodes were free before you had to pay. And I decided I'm going to wait however many months it is before the whole season is free. And I got to tell you, I, I, I really like it. And it really, it portrayed, um, it portrayed Daniel as like a pompous, you know, like he made a grade and just like a, a douchebag, really. And yeah. the blonde dude, it, it really, it, it portrayed him as like, you know, this guy, he's just, his life just kind of went to shit after that. And uh, it really Johnny, put Johnny. Johnny, yes. And I actually rooting for Johnny. And uh, I've only got, I only went like I said three uh, episodes in with the original or with the free ones. So I need to go through. I'm gonna start it again and watch the whole first season. And because um, I, I kind of like it, I, I'm curious to see how this season actually goes. That's gonna be uh, interesting. Let me know what you find. I'm actually going to. Uh, I just finished the uh, fifth season of Peaky Blinders. So I am going to now finish Mindhunter season two. Yeah, Mindhunter season two. I like it. I, I can't wait to the third season. Better than season one or no, do you think? Um, hard to say. It's, uh... Because that ending of season one where oh. Kemper manipulated him. Yes. So well. And he knew then he'd been manipulated. Mm-hmm. Like, that was so good. It, it's, it's... I would say maybe, I don't know, because there's several episodes that I thought were just phenomenal on season two. But there were some that I'm just like, you know, the worst one in, in season one was better than this. It's kind of hard to say. It's, it's um, I like both. I, I'm just going to say equal for now. Um, just because it, there was such a time difference between uh, when the second season was out that I'm sure there's a lot of details from the first season that I missed. But, um, and I never did go back to rewatch the first season. But I liked it. I, li- I liked the second. I-, I really did. And uh, one of my favorites um, is, you're going to see one of my favorite serial killers. He's in the second season. I'm excited. I, I'll, that really excited me. Is it Manson? Is it uh, Berkowitz? Is it... Well, um, Bundy? You're, you're going to, oh shit, what'd I do? Okay, um, you're you're. Do you want me to tell you? Is it going to ruin it for you? Yeah, no, I, won't ruin it. I just want to know who your favorite is. Um, well, my favorite is BTK. Oh, okay. Well, they've been uh, kind of showing him throughout the first season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was waiting for him to show up. I thought they might uh, wind it out a little more. Yeah, they they definitely do with him. Do they? That's and awesome. uh, but yeah, you Manson. Um, what's what's the dude that who is like satanic worshiper or like uh, what the, what was his name? Um, there's a couple good ones, and, and it's 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 pretty good. Um, they they do touch on a lot of the first season. You're gonna see Ed Kemper again. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, totally love that character. Totally love. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. I mean, and, and he guy, he looks just like him. Looks just like him. They have done a hell of a job with making whatever actors look like the people. Is that guy who plays Berkowitz looks a lot like him? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kemperlid, uh, Stark. Like, all those guys really have looked like the killers they're playing, which is really freaky. And you, there's a lot of true crime, uh, true crime fans. Like, I like true crime. 
There's a lot of mm-hmm. podcasts on Sure Crime that I listen to. Yeah. And um, my favorite murder. Yeah, my favorite murder. That's the two girls. There's uh, Garage uh, or um, what is it? Garage Crime Garage Garage Crime. I don't know. Some. There's a few others. I can't remember the name off the top of my head because you know, mm-hmm. I just can't remember. But um, and even some TV shows like you and I will will fall asleep listening to Forensic Files. Oh, it's one of my favorite. Hearing that guy's voice. And that's better than a warm glass of milk and yes. an ambient. And, and, and the fact, to... it's on podcast now, so you don't have to have the glare of the TV. You can just is turn... it really? Yeah. On where? Uh, podcast. Yes. On what site? Ass. Oh, I mean any of the podcasts. Like I, I mainly, oh, okay. I mainly use uh, Spotify. Okay. Um, because a family, we have a family account on there. So and I really I totally dig Spotify. That's like the best one I've had because it's okay. you podcast and music or whatever, and I totally dig it. It's my favorite one so far, our platform. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, just go on to Spotify. Look, um, I'm sure you can even go to the website. I don't know. Just get a podcast, get an app, get a free one. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, forensic files. Just do a search. You're gonna find it, which I'm really excited or excited about. But. Well, and that is awesome too, because I bet you it doesn't stop playing either, like my uh, my friggin' uh, Netflix does after like four episodes, and then I wake up because it stops. I'm like, wait a minute, where did they where did they find Karen's body? <laughs> Where's that again? Yeah, it, in a ditch. Yeah, a ditch. <laughs> uh, here's um, see here. I'm I'm a, as soon as this loads, I'm gonna I'm gonna mouth off a few of the podcasts I listen to if it will ever freaking load wow okay here we go um true crime garage um unsolved murders let's see the sword and scale that one's got some creepy shit there's one episode that just fucks me up um let's see my favorite murder that that one there's a the vanished podcast the generation y podcast criminology that's a really good one if you want to laugh, uh, last podcast on the left. That's actually, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh, it, it's good. Um, case Files, True Crime. Let's see, Small Town Murder. Um, of course, I've got uh, uh, Mike, Mike Rowe, the way I heard it. He's got, he's, he's got short little ones. Uh-huh. Um, no wonder his name is Mike Rowe. Yeah. <laughs> The Morning Dump, which uh, hasn't had one since 2016. It's just an angry guy just, just yelling, and it, I, I like it. It's funny. But, yeah. Maybe he finally found love. Probably. Probably. But, yeah, those those are some of the uh, some of the ones. That's actually, like, I would say three-quarters of the podcast I listen to. Because um, it's nice to be able to listen to it and be able to do something so I'm not sitting out in front of a computer screen or TV. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's actually really good. Um, true Crime Garage, there's like two dudes, you know, they talk about beer and they could do true crime. They got great stories. The Sword and Scale, they kind of get like, they get really, the real deep and dirty, <clears throat> grotesque shit. Um, like, uh, there's one, I actually, there is one episode that I will not listen to all the way through. And it's basically, there's a woman who, it's actually records drowning some of her kids in a 
the tub oh, and, I can't. No, and putting no, 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 no. the baby in the microwave. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I, I can't listen to shit. Like I, I had to stop. That that episode, I had to stop. I couldn't do it. Um, there was one that really creeped me out, and I was like this smiley face. Uh, I think it was the smiley face killer or something. But uh-huh. they made the characters like in a robotic voice. Yeah. And because it's like some online, you know, uh, dark web type chat shit. And it, that, that one, it, it's pretty creepy. But, uh, Sword and Scale's got some, Sword and Scale, they got some good dark shit on there. But if I had to say my favorites, I would do Criminology, um, Last Podcast on the Left, True Crime Garage, and Sword and Scale. Right on, right on. Those are my favorite crime ones. But, uh, um, that sword and scale sounds good. I'm gonna check it out, dude. Yeah, definitely. Did you have any more of the topic? No, no, that was the end of uh, the Neuchnivoki. The Neuchnivoki, Neuchnivoki. All right, we're we're, we're kind of close to out of time. I might have to quit this about oh. 10 minutes early, but uh, oh, okay, okay, folks. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, shit. I hope you enjoy this, um, this, excuse me, shit, uh, podcast. Um, (laughs) and, um, do something nice for somebody. Be humble and, uh, don't be a douchebag. Don't be a douchebag, brother. Bye-bye. Bye.